Hello, everybody. Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And it is summertime. And, in fact, today it is the beginning of Big 12 Media Days. And what better way to relive some Big 12 memories and also some Weatherford memories than to visit with uh, one of Weatherford's favorite sons, Lance Donnelly, former Oklahoma Sooner and former Weatherford Eagle. Lance, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Chuck. Well, man, thanks so much for taking time to stop by here. I know... We tried to catch you uh, in a convenient time. You said you hadn't been out here in a, quite a long time. Uh, not to the uh, radio station, but yeah. uh, every once in a while I'm, I'm able to get out west. My my job brings me out here from time to time, which is nice. I uh, I have uh, deep roots out here in this part of the state. It's a part of the state that I, I love. I um, enjoy the people. So any chance I get to, to get back here to bring my children back out to Weatherford and do some shopping, go to neighbors, of course, eat some good food out here. Pick uh, up some hay dudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go to Kelly's, get my wife's rings cleaned, all that. Um, Weatherford is uh, very dear to us and, and dear to me. So Well, and, and thanks for pulling in some sponsors for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I tell you, you're exactly right, and I get that from a lot of folks. I've moved out here a couple of years ago, and I get that from a lot of folks who have grew up out here and then went off to other places and and it does seem like they're always glad to uh, make the trek back and 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 visit home but uh you are weatherford i i'm not sure if it's the last weatherford national or state championship in football if if there is one between 99 and now i don't remember it i don't recall one but yeah 99 uh we were able to to put together a a pretty special season We, we had a good group of players and uh came together and were able to to win our last one which is always the goal did you were you able to listen to any of the broadcasts and uh, i mean you were playing but did was there a way that i guess we didn't have podcasting or internet uh stuff but did anybody ever record some of chuck edwards broadcast of y'all's games for you or anything like that um they did i i've never listened to the playback of it they of course we still had uh vhs thanks for dating me by the way hey i'm with you uh, yeah things you're, have come along younger than me right things have come a long way <laughs> uh uh to build on top of that we were uh watching a couple youtube videos uh my sons wanted to see um uh, me playing at ou and um they kept asking why is the the video so grainy why is the picture it looks like old time tv dad so yeah. made me made me feel Kids. a little old yeah what do they know no, <laughs> no no i tell you I, that is exactly right and uh so we'll kind of go we'll kind of i guess we can kind of go chronologically uh throughout you know your career in football uh, but first of all, let's touch on, so you obviously have a family. Tell us about your family. Yeah, I uh, met my wife, Whitney, at OU. Uh, I had just got done finished playing football, and and uh, we had come across each other and um, um, dated for a few years and, and then got married and started a family. She's from Edmond, so I married a, a, a city girl, and, and we, we now reside in Edmond. So um started off in Oklahoma City, but my job has always kept me here in Oklahoma, which I've been very fortunate. Um, love the state, love the people. Yeah. Like I said, uh, love this side of the state. So get to stay home, close to family. For sure. And uh, so you all have children. How many children do you have in their ages? Yep, two boys, uh, eight and nine currently, have, uh, almost 10 years old. Uh, Hayes and Hudson. Hayes is 10. Uh, uh, about to be 10 and uh Hudson just turned 8. So uh life is busy. We're we're getting into the the sports scene and 
Um, of course, up in the metro area, it's um, it's a different way of life yeah. in, in the sports arena and, and um, picking and choosing what sports to participate in and specializing. I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, growing up out here in western Oklahoma, you played everything. Yeah. And, and you kept busy, and you were expected to play every sport. And um, up there, it's a little different. You know, and, and I'm with you there, and I, I can remember back in the mid-'90s uh, when I first became a parent uh, that people would have coaches say, well, if your kid wants to play spring baseball, he's going to have to play fall baseball, him or her, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, to me, I get it. I, I would love to see all kids just play a variety of sports. But in this day and time, with the way kids play basketball, especially kids that are over six two, six sure. three, I get it. I mean, and their teams keep them hopping. But I know in the city, it's probably ultra competitive too. It's ultra competitive. It's it's um, saturated for sure. Um, you just you have to know uh, know people and know your channels and and where to align. Yeah. Um, and and really specialize. There's. There's so many resources available now as far as trainers and, and specialized coaching and and indoor athletic facilities, stuff that we didn't have available yeah. to us. So it is fun. It, it's it's interesting. Sports is big business. Yeah, it is. And, and, and is only going to get bigger. And, and um, yeah, if you want to participate in it, you, you really have to buy in. Yeah. Now, you have a son named Hayes, and that just happens to be the last name of your tight ends coach tight ends at OU. Coach. Is there any correlation there? Um, it, no, but, uh, when we were, when we had the list, you know, it would start with 50 names and you're narrowing yeah. it down, narrowing it down over those 36, 39 weeks or whatever. Um, it made sense and, and it all tied together that, that coach Hayes was my tight ends coach. So yeah, pretty special. Do you hear from him very much or at all? Um, uh, we, we're just now starting to, to come together as, as a, as a unit again, um, having some national championship yeah. reunions and, uh, of course, with with uh, modern technology, we're able to stay closer together through uh, different channels like that. But um, yeah, every once in a while, I'll touch base, and and uh, it, it's fun. It's always good to to relive some, I guess, glory days. Oh, national title, <laughs> glory days. Played for a couple, or at least one uh, during your two there during your time there. So let's rewind back, and mm-hmm. you were raised here in Weatherford. Where'd you go to elementary school? Um, Bertram Elementary, Bertram, okay. Bertram Elementary, and then East Elementary, yeah. West Elementary, uh, Weatherford Middle School, okay. and, and uh, Weatherford High School. So yeah. And so you start high school. When did you pick up on the fact that you that football was going to be your thing? The YMCA started um, their first season of flag football when I was in fifth grade. Um, this is a baseball town. Yeah, I grew up. Um, you know, Coach Teasley was the coach and, and had a just a dominant a dominant program and, and so we were born and raised to, to yeah. watch Eagle baseball and, and to play it and, and I was I played on some good little league teams and played in the OK kids um baseball circuit and um so yeah, I grew up with the baseball bat in my hand, but as soon as the Y came out with that little flag football league, I I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked. Um, didn't put on my first helmet till seventh grade, which I still believe in that. Yeah, and and and, and hold strong to that. There, there, there's no. I'm going to get on my slope box here no. for a second. There is there is no reason for a kid to put on a football helmet before he's in seventh grade, in my opinion. But um, yeah, as soon as I uh, put on those flags and, and got to throw a ball around, 
catch. Um, I was hooked. Yeah, I can I, I I can get down with what you're saying about about the the very young. I mean, when when a helmet makes a kid's head way too far to one side, <laughs> right. it's probably not yeah. not really good. But so obviously you hit junior high and you're a tall dude. You played tight end. Uh, what else did did you play both sides of the ball at Weatherford? I was I was the, I started off the world's tallest fullback. You know I, I I don't know why I liked that position. I think it was the the collision and yeah. and, and and blocking for the the running back, um, Coach Bailey. Um, you know, was our seventh grade football coach, and he did such a great job of of coaching us. Um, the X's and O's and, and the rules of football, and it just got better and better um, from there. But, yeah, um, started playing tight end in eighth grade uh, with Coach Gaunt's offense, and he called it the Cincinnati offense where he ran a couple of tight ends. He moved me there, and I fell in love with the yeah. tight end position. I also played defensive end on the uh, on the other side of the ball throughout uh, high yeah. school. Ed, Ed, I'm sorry, I assume that that's maybe just a natural assumption, mm-hmm. you know, with with somebody who's a little little taller and and uh, can kind of play both sides of that of that spot. Uh, so you get into high school, the rivalries out here in Western Oklahoma in the '90s were just top shelf. I mean, it was just if it wasn't you guys, it was Clinton or Elk City. There was so much competition out here. How did you guys prepare for some of the big rivalry games uh, during your time at Weatherford? It was all about preparation. Um, you know, you you win the game Monday through Thursday, and, and that's where you really win. And, and Coach Stoops would say the same thing. You, you prep throughout the week. You know if you're going to win or lose that football game by how you prepare and, and – how you take on that week the the game is just a reward for for the work you you put in um we had some success uh, at weatherford and um it was good competition you're right we call it the i-40 roadblock um very very few teams ever made it through weatherford clinton and elk city unscathed um if you can name one i'd like to hear it (laughs) Not until Wagner started kind of flexing in 4A, and that was what late 2010s, maybe yeah, they, yeah. on down the road. I mean, it, it was it was straight Western Oklahoma during your time, wasn't it? Was it was really good coaches, really good programs. Coaches, you know, stayed put and 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 had systems and had programs. And the fortunate thing I um, got to see were the people before me, the 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 91 and 92 teams uh, winning state championships. Yeah. You know, I was in fourth and fifth grade, and that really set a, a, a standard at Weatherford. And you grow up seeing that, and you want to be a part of that, and you see them coming off the field holding a gold ball, yeah. and that sticks with you. And growing up in Weatherford, you play with the same kids from – kindergarten all yeah. the way through your senior year and so you do have those same goals you 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 know each other's tendencies you, you grow up together there's no ins and outs of guys or switching teams these are your guys these are the guys you grow up with and that was our goal yeah and i think you're exactly right in the fact that you know that's true in weatherford today it's true in clinton today it's true in elk city and even the class a teams that are around here uh, you can see that that when a team really is special, uh, there's a there's a bond there Absolutely. that you don't see with just every team. Absolutely, and even at almost 42 now, um, 
you think about it from time to time whenever you're raising kids and yeah. and where you want to raise them and how you want to raise them and around a good core group of guys um, that, that was really special to grow up with. For sure. We're visiting with Lance Donnelly, former Weatherford Eagle and former Oklahoma Sooner, tight end, and uh, he's taken the time to uh, come here to the KCLI 97.3 The Score Studios. And I tell you, Lance, uh, it's just one of those things where uh, that 99 season to end your high school career with a state title, uh, that had to mean so much after uh, after your high school career wrapped up. It did. Um, really, it was, you know, 12 years of, of growing up with, with the same group of guys and, and all working for the same goal. And it was very special. We had a good group. We had really good athletes on our team. And, and it parlayed into – into baseball that year as well, I believe. Oh, baseball was was unreal. Yeah, that year, I think it was a forty six and zero. Oh yeah, just and, amazing team. You know, we made it to state in basketball yeah. as well. So football, basketball, and baseball, really great senior season. Was able to compete um, my sophomore year. Went to the state finals. Lost to Bishop McGinnis, but uh, participated on that team as well. Yeah. So I mean, your coach was Tom Cobble. Tom Cobble, uh, football, correct. One of many coaches that, or uh, well, a few coaches here in Western Oklahoma that uh, headed the Weatherford program. We interviewed Mike Lee and Woody Roof last summer, and uh, they talked about the rivalry. So, what was your record against Clinton during your high school career? One and two. One and two. But one the one two. was a state title year. No, we actually oh. we lost that game you in lost the regular. That oh, got whipped up and down the football field. Wow. Uh, in '99 against Clinton, it was at the Tornado Bowl. It was it was a big event. Like people say, and, and you know, inflated numbers maybe, but 10,000 people there, and you know, a couple of news uh, helicopters yeah. were there. It was a big deal. It was I think it was maybe one versus two, one versus three, uh, but Clinton got after us. Um, Fortunately, uh, Fort Gibson was able to uh, beat Clinton in the semifinals oh, uh, yeah. that year. And but then uh, you guys put it on and Fort we Gibson. put it we put it on Fort Gibson, which yeah. is funny. My roommate for uh, four years was Teddy, Teddy Lehman. Lehman, yeah. So I got to rub that in his face for for four years. Well, that's outstanding too. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Coweta, which is just okay, yeah. kind of down the river and across the lake from Fort Gibson. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll say this, and we'll get into some stuff of your recruiting process here in a minute. Uh, but you know that that era, like I said, the '90s, you knew it was either going to be Clinton, Weatherford. Maybe Elk City, because I guess Coach Roof would have been over there at that time. Coach Roof was at Elk City, had some great teams there, really yeah. good talent. And then maybe somebody from the east, I think, there towards the late 90s. Uh, Ada, you know, they Ada bounced back and forth yeah. from, from 4A, 5A. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they were, a, they were a powerhouse as well. So. And then the Tuttles and Newcastles were 3A they, back then. Yeah, they so came later. Yeah. later. Okay, so uh, you win a state title your senior year, obviously – there was some recruiting going on well into your probably back into your junior year or when did when did the process actually start for you yeah the, the summer before my senior year you know you get the the form letters but um really the summer before my senior year coach cobble uh made a point to get us into team camps up at OU yeah. at OSU and and to really um get exposure for us which i think helped we didn't have outlets like um twitter and no. and um, huddle and youtube yeah. and and you know everybody's posting videos and oh, stuff yeah. we we didn't we didn't have that uh the internet was just 
people still had dial-up, and there weren't these uh, forums where you could post videos on or, or do recruiting. Yeah. Um, little, very little email and stuff like that. So it was really word of mouth and phone calls and, and stuff like that. It was yeah. a totally different world. But, uh, that, yeah, he, he made a point to, to get us into team camps. Um, I, and I did some stuff on my own. I went to, you know, Notre Dame football camp in Texas A&M. Uh, just to get exposure, you sure. had to do that. Parents sacrificed for me. To, uh, you know, mom is a teacher uh, still to this day, but she would work summer school just so I could go to these camps wow. and, and stuff like yeah. that. So a lot, a lot of people sacrificed for me to to get my name out there and and um, to at least get an opportunity. For sure. And uh, you know, you came in in the class of two thousand. That was the same year. Teddy Lehman came in, I believe. Yeah, names like Teddy Lehman, Dan Cody, yeah. Ronaldo Works, uh, Jamal Brown, yeah. Mark Clayton, um, Antonio Perkins. Mm-hmm. We had a really good class, that, a really special class. Uh, a lot of Oklahomans that Stoops reeled in that Lots that of class. Oklahomans. I think Stoops took it personal when he first got there. He knew first he had to win the state. Yeah. Um, for too long, OSU um, was king in, in that arena. And um, he started there uh, picking off guys. In fact, the summer before my senior year, I had committed to Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. We went to a little a seven-on-seven camp up there, and, and Coach Simmons called me to his office. And um, at 17 years old, when you're sitting uh, in front of a Division One coach, and he's telling you, I've got six guys, uh, six tight ends that want to come here, but uh, we really want you. Um, you feel pressured to give him an answer. Yeah. And um, it was in state. It was close to home, and um, lots of OSU fans out in, oh, in yeah. this part of the state. Our and, ownership group. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, so it, it, it felt right at the time, yeah. and 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 so I committed to Oklahoma State. I was committed through my senior year, up until the second or third week of October, I believe, and OU offered. Yeah. And I grew up an OU fan. Sure. I grew up watching Barry Switzer, and he was the king. And my parents did a pretty good job of brainwashing me on that. And good folks. Um, whenever they, uh, whenever Oklahoma came to the table, Coach Gundy was my recruiter. Yeah. Um, I knew right then and there where I wanted to be. Yeah. And so did my coaches. Well, and mm-hmm. you know, and and he wasn't. Ro- Coach Simmons wasn't wrong about tight end. He he brought in. I think didn't he bring in two guys in a row from Douglas? Yeah, uh, he had uh, Alonzo Mays. Alonzo Mays. And, and, uh, and, who was the I other gentleman? The other it guy. was um, it was Mays and um, uh, that gentleman. I can't, I can't remember, remember either. He, they were both just big guys. Yeah. They were both out of Douglas. Yeah. yeah. So he 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 wasn't lying. Marcellus, but, Marcellus Rivers. Marcellus Rivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. 52 and 42 is a lot different on the memory scale. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, uh, but, you know, also I remember uh, the excitement and the and the feeling that, that things were going to turn around when Coach Stoops took the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Simmons had done a great job with what sure. he had at OSU at the time and remembering their stadium and how it used to be and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, and they got over on OU sure. in, in lean times now. Were you? Did anyone reach out to you from OU before Coach Stoops, or was it was it just his regime? No, it was just uh, it was Coach Gundy who had who had first reached out to me. And honestly, the reason why I uh, even got on their radar was they were coming out here to see Wes Sims. He was he was uh, the big <laughs> deal in, in the yeah. in the country, uh, all over the country. People yeah. knew who Wes was. He was you know being courted by Miami and Nebraska and. Um, 
and, and Wes bought in to, to Coach Stoops. you got to yeah. remember, when Coach Stoops came to Oklahoma, he was the Lincoln Riley. He was the young guy. Yeah. I mean, there, he was 38. You, you had Bobby Bowden and Joe Paterno still in the game. You had all these old oh, coaches. Yeah. Well, Coach Stoops was 39, 38, mm-hmm. 39 years 30, old when yeah. he came to Oklahoma. And they were young and, and fiery and, and had a new way of looking at football. They came from the, the Hayden Fry tree. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Bill Snyder too. Bill Snyder, yeah. and and so it was it was a new way of football with with Mike Leach and his spread offense and and doing cool stuff like yeah. that. It, it well, and I watch. think hidden gems were a big part of of Coach Stoops and Coach Gundy because Gundy was the primary recruiter, sure, right? Especially for this side of the state, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because you think about it, if I remember sports radio right, because I used to live in the metro. Teddy Lehman wasn't on anybody's radar, and he comes to a camp and runs a four four, and then all of a sudden he's he's coming to OU. If I, if, if I remember correctly, that's kind of how that went down. I would assume it was kind of the same thing in your case. You you show up at camp, you kind of wow them, and they say this is a guy we can use. Yeah, and and that's really what the spirit of those camps were for back then. I I couldn't tell you why they have them. I mean, they're probably just you know big recruiting grounds. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where you got to showcase yourself. Like I said, we didn't have ways of instantly uploading video and and getting in front of people and spreading it throughout the country. In fact, um, me, my dad, and Coach Cobble, this will really date me, we sat in the coach's office with with two TVs and two VCRs. Splice. and tape and dubbing tape. And, you know, I I think my parents had, you know, couple hundred dollars in postage to send out to all the colleges across the country yeah, to, yeah. to get your name out who knows if they got seen or it was a process what? wasn't right it? It was. well i tell you and i remember uh i kind of remember when you started to break into the lineups uh, sure. well, I, was, I had season tickets back then they they priced me out after the 03 season but that's all right uh cops wages <laughs> but anyways they uh you know it was such an exciting brand i i jumped in in 99 that was a great season, sure. and then obviously in 2000, I remember making the trip. I think KREF, one of our is a one of our affiliates here. Uh, they posted clips from the 2000 K State game, oh. and I remember we won that one in Manhattan. In Manhattan, I think we rushed for negative yards that game, but by, still yep. won it by ten. I yep. think by far the loudest uh, arena I have oh, ever yeah. played. And people want to talk about. Texas A and M and all these mega arenas yeah. or Michigan or Ohio State, Manhattan, Kansas, yeah. fifty thousand people all in unison, and and I can drop his name and throw him under the bus after Ted got that punt blocked um, in their own end zone. Yeah. Um, it was like a bomb went off. Oh in yeah, the yeah. I, We were sitting way up high. And I remember K-State fans piling out. It was the first time somebody ever clued me into shaking your keys mm-hmm. at the fans. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. it was, it was, it was, that was a great season. And, and I'm sure you were, you were thrilled to be a part of that and just amazing. But then you guys reel off some, some truly amazing seasons as well. Cap, kind of capped off with the 2003 season, sure. which I know didn't pan out like we'd hoped, but that's kind of football in a sense. But I'll say this, and I and I hope you didn't take offense to me. You know, I jokingly gigged you about the Big Twelve title game sure. in, in two thousand three. But if only we could have connected on that fake field goal. <laughs> I know was it. So, I was I was up there in the stands, like here we go, this is it. And, oh no! But really, who knows? Darren Sproles might have answered with two more touchdowns. He came to play that he night, did. didn't he? Um, yeah, you you still think as an athlete, 
you never let go of yeah. those games. You never let go of those memories. And you, you know, you'll find yourself, you may be in the shower and, and you may be thinking, what could I have done different? How my life would have been it different haunts you, doesn't if, it? If, if I would have zigged instead of zagged or, you know, made this block here. So yeah. that stays with you if you're a true athlete. Um, but yes. And you were, you were a true athlete. You were a, to me, you were a vital cog on that, on that team. You, you made big plays in that season and, you know, so, uh, you know, hats off to you for being a part of that program during that time because I think, as as we find out, it's it's hard it's hard to get to that level. It's very and it, difficult, and it's hard to maintain it at times too. It's, it's very difficult. And looking at sports and, and especially Division One football right now, I had no no chance of ever being on a football field. The, these guys today, the the work they put in, the size that they yeah. are. The, the type of athletes that they are, they are a totally different breed than we were. These, these guys are, are big, fast, hungry, yeah. smart, uh, well-coached, well-trained. Um, they're set up for success. Um, there's no way I could step on a field with, with these guys if, if I was in my old body back then. You know, you may have a point there, but I mean, to me, football is one of those sports that the heart and the and the and the grit still carry sure. a lot with that. And if you had it in you, then you'd have it in you. Now, that's just my opinion. Uh, but I'm always the guy that's saying, "Get off my lawn with your newfangled, you know, football stuff." Right. Uh, we're visiting with Lance Donnelly, former Weatherford Eagle and Oklahoma Sooner, here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And uh, two questions just left on the OU tick. Um, people have claimed that Bob uh, over the years, and I just kind of want your opinion on this. People detractors have said Bob won with with John Blake's talent. I say, yeah, there were still some some guys there from the Blake years, but there was a lot of guys that played very key components uh, on that team that he brought. He and and Kel Gundy brought in. Yeah, there were definitely um, they did a great job bringing in talent, and yes. Uh, John Blake's guys were there. They were just in the wrong positions. When you have JT Thatcher at quarterback, yeah. and you know, and when when Coach Stoops got there, um, he knew he he had his, a sleeping giant. If you ever read his books or uh-huh. or listened to any of his interviews, Oklahoma was a sleeping giant. That's why he came here for the opportunity sure. to to wake it up and get it going again. But him and his staff, um, highly cerebral. I mean, you had Mike Leach there. And, oh yeah. And Coach Mangino and Chuck Long and 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 then Kevin Wilson and uh, I know I'm forgetting Kevin Sumlin. Oh yeah, there's Sumlin so many there. people that have become head coach. They were yeah. they were all there together and and putting in the hours and and everything was methodical and, and backed by science. Yeah, and, and that's that's what they did. They got the people in the right positions. Moving Andre Wolfolk from receiver to defensive back mm-hmm. and and uh, things like that. Which he had an amazing time at receiver. Sure. I mean, that was sure. the thing. But then he goes first round Best as athlete a defensive I, back. I was ever around really? at Oklahoma in those four years. Andre Is it Wolfolk. true that Curtis Fagan couldn't touch his toes? Is couldn't, that a true story? Couldn't touch his knees. Couldn't touch that, his knees. Yeah, and Curtis is a good friend of mine living out in Scottsdale <laughs> right now. But, yeah, he, he would tell wow. you. Wow. Could not touch his knees. But, That's uh, amazing. Could run like the wind. I always just thought maybe that was urban myth or you know no. just kind of a kind of a coach's tale, but so it's true. That's Curtis. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were so many names, and I could go on and on because I, I did follow the, that that era really close. Used to buy the whole media guide, the big sure. thick you know media guide. But um, so 
as your time winds down at OU, what what's your mindset as you as you finish that senior season? Um, bittersweet, you know. We we went out on a on a bad note, and at the end of the 2003 regular season, we were the best college football team that had yeah. ever been assembled. If you picked up amazing. if you picked up any uh, Sports Illustrated or newspaper, and it was the truth. The yeah. the the points we were putting up, our productivity, our talent, um, you know, guys on NFL traje- trajectory, award winners, we, we award winners. Um, we we were so good, and uh, unfortunately, the, the the football gods thought differently and and uh, and crowned a, a, a new king, but. It, it was bittersweet, you know. My the the guys I'd grown up with, or not grown up with, but I'd went to school or to college with, um, they were leaving. You know, Ted was going to Detroit, and yeah. I still had a year of, of of school left, which um, which was great. I got to experience OU as a as a regular student, yeah, yeah. and really focus in and and reach some goals like graduating and 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 graduating from the Price College of Business, yeah. And, and doing things like that, it helped me dial in and be a regular student, have the time of my life. So, um, yeah, bittersweet, but yeah. Uh, it all worked out. Met met my future wife. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and I think that's the kicker to it is is to life, anything in life, if 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 everything revolves around. Obviously, that you have to dedicate time and energy and effort to things that you're into and and sure. you're dedicating to, but. You know, life is well rounded. We all have to uh, we all have to find our our niche and and a, and a and a plan. Yeah. You know, so it sounds like you did that in a great way. They did, and oh, you provide or provided um, paths for you and it helps you plan beyond football. And I know they do that today, and I'm glad they do because whenever you wake up for four years and and you're on a regimen a schedule you're going to wake up at this hour you're going to work out you're going to go to class you're going to go to this tutor you're going to go to this event they set you up to to for success yeah and when you don't have that anymore and you're 22 years old and now football is over sure your 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 football career is over it um it can be pretty uh, intimidating, yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, I was prepared. I know you did a good job of, of doing that, and they still put a lot of emphasis on preparing their players to be young men, yeah, and 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 family men, and and uh, that's pretty special to be a part of. Yeah, I, I I really got the sense that it was a well-rounded staff, and and sure. you know there wasn't a bunch of nonsense that you heard about. Yeah, every school has some players that do this and that, but it just wasn't wasn't like some of the places that I can remember from my youth in the 80s and 90s that you heard about. But uh, uh, real quick, you mentioned the morning workouts, Coach Schmitty. Mm-hmm. What was your first workout like with him? Um, I think I had uh, – I lost lots of fluids both out of my, my skin <laughs> and, and out of my stomach. Yeah. Uh, all this We still talk about today our first workout. You know, you think you're pretty – Hot stuff yeah. coming out at 18 years old, going to the University of Oklahoma. Um, Coach Smitty will bring you back down to earth real quick. Um, me, Dan Cody, Teddy Lehman, uh, Brian Odom, we reported that summer. Yeah. And um, we showed up thinking we were ready for workouts, and, and Smitty had us running bleachers <laughs> at, you know, 107 degrees. Oh. I can still tell you on the east side, 
uh, before they built up everything. There were 76 steps yeah. all the way up to the top. I, I've done all of them thousands of times, <laughs> one-legged, two-legged, oh. backwards, sideways. Um, he got it out of a, He got that summer out of us yeah. real, real quick. Well, it's funny when Coach Venables brought him back. Social media was just on fire with former players uh, sure. just talking about these these guys, you know, getting ready for Schmitty. Do you think it'll have a different, a little more of an effect in his second year going in now that those players, have, a lot of those players, have been in his system now? One hundred percent. Coach V is very big on culture, and. Um, that's the one thing I see right now is there's been a paradigm shift and and the way they conduct business and um, the direction that he's taken the program. Um, he embraces history uh, and he embraces um, the future and, and the technology that goes with it and all the things necessary to sustain a program. Yeah, um, it's big business and, and he's a good leader and it's it is exciting. And one thing that he's done, he's he's brought in all of us old guys and and put his arms around us sure. and welcomed us back to the stadium and 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 the program. And it's really refreshing to to reconnect with all your old buddies that you went to battle with. And um, and and so talk. let me ask you this, and mm-hmm. this is you know if you decide you don't want to answer it, I can always cut this part. Sure. But was there any sort of standoffishness with the previous regime? Was was it? You said you mentioned Coach V, Coach Venables embracing the the former players, the great you know the great years you guys were a part of. Was there any weirdness or or, or anything during the previous coaches' regime or, or? not really weirdness? Um, you know, you, we we understood that Lincoln um, had his way of of conducting business. Um, it's just that we knew Brent, and yeah. and, and he helped build. Um, what Lincoln took over, sure. and um, Lincoln, one of the smartest coaches that that you'll see. Yeah, and he's done a great job with the program. But um, Oklahoma could have gone so many different directions. Whether they went and got a big name or mm. uh, a guy like in '99 when they went and got Coach Stoops. But um, whenever they announced Brent, uh, the consensus was we got we got our guy, got our guy. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, you know, as as an OU fan, and and you know, I'm pretty blatant about it and i don't try to play too objective i hope i hope he is the man i hope he takes them to even higher heights than what they were um trent smith was from clinton sure you're from weatherford you're both in the same tight end room for mm-hmm. a couple of years what was that like it was it was it was great i mean trent embraced me from the the time i got there and um there's something about guys from western oklahoma um that we stuck together yeah and um we empathized with each other we all ran at a 45 degree angle uh when we when we all first reported to yeah. uh to norman and smitty had to, he always joked he always had to teach the western oklahoma guys to, to run straight up because we're always running into a 40 mile an hour headwind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh once we got all that corrected uh everything was good but no me and trent we we fed off each other yeah. we competed day to day yeah and and my junior and senior year, we got to complement each other. They put in a two tight end system and yeah. running the H back, and I got to be in motion. He got to be, you know, hand on the line or split out. So um, it was good. We complemented each other and competed, and, and we made each other better. Outstanding. Well, and uh, you know, right now in in Western Oklahoma and Weatherford in particular, uh, we've got a 
who I've seen labeled as a four-star recruit in C.J. Nixon in football. He's also a recruit in basketball, uh, but he's garnering a lot of offers in football. He's 6'6", 230, maybe kind of like what you were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. with the kids and and their their athleticism and stuff. But, um, you know, if you had words of wisdom to impart to a young man like that in his recruiting process and things, what would it be? Um, First of all, what a special talent. And um, I would know nothing about him unless you weren't posting stuff. Yeah. So first of all, thank you yeah. for bringing attention to Western Oklahoma sports. Sure. Um, this part of the state needs that and needs more champions uh, bringing these athletes to life and, and getting them the recognition mm-hmm. they need. But um, for CJ, um, embrace it. Yeah. Uh, have fun with it. Um, the offers are not going to stop. I've seen him. I've seen the way he performs. Yeah. Um, don't forget where you came from. Um, don't forget Western Oklahoma. Um, you can always come back, but go, go be at a place where you can excel. Yeah. Um, it's important um, to to really do your homework and ask the the questions. Um, and surround yourself with the right people who have your same goals and and he'll be just fine yeah. yeah if you'd had the opportunity to play defensive end or tight end which one would you have stuck with tight end or would you have wanted to be chasing a quarterback i don't know the 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 spread offense that that coach leach brought to oklahoma was so sexy uh and and everybody wants to to be on the newspaper with 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 a catch or a touchdown yeah that was fun but but defense is a whole nother mentality and it would would have been so fun to play uh on those defensive teams or those defensive units that they had when I was at at Oklahoma. Yeah. I wouldn't have stood a chance when you got guys like Jimmy Wilkerson and and Dusty and and Tommy and yeah. uh Dan Cody stuff like that. Yeah. Uh those guys were absolute machines. Well, and I tell you something, uh another guy who I I hope this season is going to be an absolute machine is Weatherford's own Ethan Downs and yeah. he's going into his junior year this season first team uh, preseason all big 12 um now i guess it's just a matter of of getting out there and and showing them that yeah i am a first team big 12 guy isn't it he is and um what a special talent not only the talent but what a special kid yeah i mean i i, I wish i had his head on my shoulders when i was 18 19 20 years old you can tell the way he conducts business and and the way that um guys follow him and he, he's a true leader mm-hmm. uh a, a great representative of western oklahoma a great representative of weatherford um it's just getting started yeah for ethan and, and he will have a special season he's he's put in the work um and he's got the right coaches he's got that first year under his belt with the new regime um it's 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 all um sky's the limit from here so i'm really excited to see uh what is in store for him and, and to see where he ends up seems to have a really special relationship with his position coach coach chavis also that's where that's that's who you have your position coach with or your um relationship with is your yeah. position coach if if you're constantly having to have a conversation with the head coach you're in trouble mm. so your position coach is your champion he yeah. is he is your leader um and and that's who you gravitate to for not only your X's and O's, but um, for even life stuff. 
that's what they're there for. Yeah. Well, and we're looking forward to Ethan, and uh, I'm taking over as the voice of Eagles football this season, so I'm looking forward to a That's lot exciting. of great yeah. uh, Weatherford Eagle clips. I think they've got a chance to make a make a run this season uh, with some of the some of the weapons they have and and some of the defense they'll play and. And then uh, always in Western Oklahoma, the offensive and defensive lines are huge. But we're looking forward to that here at Wright Media. Um, Wes Sims, you talk to him very much? You know, life gets in the way. And uh, whenever you you have kids, he has a, a couple kids, I have a couple kids. You just you stay in your lane and you get busy with that. Not like we should. We don't communicate like we should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I see him on on social media from time to time. Seems like he's pretty hooked up. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> and uh, you are we, too. We all are. Life is definitely busy. Yeah. And uh, but no, there'll be a day where we. Uh, I look forward to to reconnecting and and seeing his offspring and uh, uh, seeing where he's at in life. Uh, you still have family out here in Weatherford. Um. My mom still lives in Clinton. Okay. And uh, other than that, no, every, everybody's um, gone. So um, dad lives in the metro area, and uh, my grandmother uh, lives just four miles south of me. So okay. to, to for my boys to be able to experience their great-grandmother yeah, is yeah. very special. That's huge. And so we're, we're fortunate to, to she's still on planet Earth and, and still giving words of wisdom and, and get to visit with her. So, um no, the only thing that brings me out west now is work, work. and um, and law dog sports <laughs> and law dog sports. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, young lady plays for Bethany basketball. Kate and Donnelly. is she <laughs> a pretty, niece of yours? She's or? pretty special to me. Yeah, that, that's uh, my brother's daughter. She's okay. my niece. Um, what year did he graduate from Weatherford? Matt graduated in '98. Okay, um, we actually got to play basketball together uh, in that state uh, tournament run okay. where we made it to the finals, which was. Um, very special yeah and yeah. but uh watching Caton play and, and develop and um you know they had a, a pretty good season they, and they were pretty salty they're, they're pretty special <laughs> she, she shot the lights out on us uh in descent in uh january uh they they came in we played it at rankin right uh and and she she had a great game it yeah was, i was able to, was, to go to that game everything that that um Caton is a is a uh, a true reflection of her parents um everything that she does her parents instill in her work ethic they yeah. both played at at southwestern um so she has the bloodline and okay. uh no she she's been fun to 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 watch develop and i hope there there's good things for for her in the future good deal uh how many games you make this year football yeah uh in norman yeah hopefully all of them uh my wife makes me keep our tickets. Uh, I'm getting old now, so I don't like to. <laughs> I don't like to walk a mile to the stadium. I don't like to pay to You're park. You sound like the law dog there. Yeah, I don't like two hundred dollars a game in concessions and, and and sweating. I I like to experience college football. I'd rather be up at the house watching Tennessee and Michigan <laughs> and USC and the all. Uh, the multi-screen flat-screen televisions and recliners. I I, I feel you. You're you're just about. You may be about ten years right. quicker to that than I was. So, no, uh, but no, I mean, and I, I totally get it. I know uh, it's always great when they do have kind of the get-togethers or the or mm-hmm. bringing back certain classes and things like that, sure. you know. And and I tell you, I look back, and just in your four years of playing at OU, I can see if we had a playoff system now, it might have been a little different. Like the 2002 team, I thought they gelled a bit 
I mean, other than the OSU game, but mm-hmm. the 2002 team, I thought in a playoff situation could have made a run. Definitely. We, we certainly had the defense. Um, you know, we only got half a season to gel with Nate. You know, yeah. Jason went down, uh, what was that, in the Alabama game, I believe, uh, in Norman. Yeah, because the year before it was Nebraska, yeah, and then it was and Alabama. And then it was game. Alabama. Yeah. So Nate was really coming into stride. Everybody was, you know, had the cadence and. Uh, we were really gelling. Yeah, we did have that slip up with with Okie State. Um, I just uh, blame Brandon Average. Right. No, <laughs> we uh, we had uh, uh, finished the the season strong at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we still had a lot left in us. I feel like, um, and uh, we were able to can uh, carry that over into the two thousand or two thousand three season. Yeah. How cold was it in the oh uh, one uh, Cotton Bowl? Oh uh, one Cotton. Uh, the, it would in '02, but it went mid from the '01 season. Yeah, you guys played Arkansas in the Cotton Bowl. It, it wasn't necessarily cold. Really? It was just it was ten o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. There was probably six thousand people oh. in, in the stands. You yeah. know, is there wasn't anything at stake for either team. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of one of those games where I you think it was Matt Jones at quarterback for them. Matt Jones at quarterback. Yeah. You know, Rocky was there playing yeah. linebacker for us. Uh, so yeah, Roy was still there. That was yeah, Roy's Roy. final game. It was, wasn't it? Um, not terribly cold that I remember. Now the uh, the 2003 Big 12 championship game uh, was the coldest I'd ever that been. That was extremely I, cold. I, I 2000 Big 12 championship game was it, cold. It was too. cold, but 2003 was a, another animal. Yeah. I think there was a win factor there. I'd never. I always took pride in never wearing sleeves and went out for warm-ups, you know, not going to wear <laughs> yeah. sleeves, want to show off the muscles. Yeah. And it, it took me about five minutes to run back to the locker room and, and go throw some sleeves on. I mean, there was icicles on the grass yeah. and, you know, they had the heaters uh, uh, fired up over on the sidelines. But We were in that end zone uh, where you guys were going first half and Key One ran the pitch in mm-hmm. for a touchdown. I'm like, here we go, baby. Yeah. And we all did. We say, oh, here we go. And but, then what? Yeah. <laughs> Darren Sproles, Darren right? Sproles Darren, oh, on. gosh, that was rough. Yep. But, hey, I'll forgive you. Yeah, I all right. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's what I do here. All right. Well, listen, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Lance, thanks so much for stopping yeah, by here absolutely. at the station. And uh, it's a pleasure to get to meet you and visit with you. And go Eagles, go Sooners, and anybody else you support. I'm I'm, uh, I'm Team Donnelly, buddy, I'm, I'm uh, I, except when we play your niece. Yeah, you know? I, I appreciate <laughs> but, uh, it. But, man, it's just outstanding of you to stop by and visit with us. Yeah, Chuck. Honestly, thank you again for for doing this for Western Oklahoma no and problem. for Weatherford. It's it's a it's a big deal, and and hopefully you continue to grow it. I will I will be tuned in and excited to see how you do in the football. Man, season. I appreciate that very yeah. much. He's Lance Donnelly, former Weatherford Eagle, former Oklahoma Sooner, and all around great guy. And we sure appreciate him stopping by here at the Right Radio Studios with us. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. This has been the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Take care.